0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, of the Doobie Radio to another edition of North Main Street. I am your host, William Main, and today I have a very special guest, uh, Abby Anderson. Uh, wait, where's your son? Abby, where's your son?
1: Oh, I don't have a son.
0: What? But-
1: i That's just my last name.
0: Oh, uh, oh, okay. i I've... It's Abby Anderson, okay. I. I misread that, I apologize. Um, so yeah, um, I believe the whole reason she's on the show is that she is a Queen super fan. She is. She can name every single Queen song by memory, if I'm correct. So that's something I guess, but I don't care. I, I don't care about Queen to be honest. So the movie, I didn't, sorry about that. It's just the truth. This is shocking truth. It's about me, William Mayne, but this isn't about me. This is about Abigail Anderson. So Abigail Anderson, sweetheart, tell us about yourself. What has been up with you, and why do you believe you should be on this show? Why on my prestigious show? Why should you? I should you be yeah. here. Tell us about stuff.
1: Um, uh, well, I'm a sophomore at the University of Michigan, um, and I'm home for winter break, uh, and I haven't really been doing anything. I, I write songs, so um, that's sort of what I've been doing <laughs> with my free time. Um, it, it's either that or like playing Minecraft or something like I'm in middle school but um, um yeah I think it's fun to share my music um with people whoever is willing to listen I think it's fun um it's not that I'm trying to do this for like a career or anything but um I think it's fun for people to hear what comes out of my brain
0: It's very very profound I'd say so you you did once um you are a songwriter and you did once um uh, diss Barbara Streisand, I believe. You, you called out her music and you stated that you thought her, one of her songs was too hard to sing. I believe it was a song from Yentl. And in doing so, you insulted every single gay man from the 70s and 80s and a whole <laughs> generation of theater goers. So um, what, tell us about your music and why okay. you think that justifies dissing such a legend, such an he got to- legend. <laughs>
1: this is I love Barbara Streisand with all my heart I would never diss her she's amazing in I'm high school I, I did have to I did have to sing a song from Yentl in high school called um uh, a piece of sky I think it was called and it was quite difficult to sing um but that just means that Barbara Streisand is so amazing that no one can ever top her um my music is, is not like Mine is more like folksy. Like I, 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 uh, I have, I play guitar. Um, and that's my primary instrument. So basically it's just me and a guitar with like mostly all of my songs.
0: That's sounds very nice. Very, very basic. Got back to basics. Uh, how would you classify your, your, your style of your style of music? Like what would you, how would you, Um, what style do you go into?
1: I would say full singer songwriter folksy. Some of them are, um, Some of them are a little alternative rock, but I, those are the ones that I would play like with my electric guitar plugged in, um, which I don't normally do just um, because those don't sound as good if you don't have a whole band, like a bassist and a drummer and all that kind of thing.
0: Very fun. Very fun. So um, as is the case, sometimes talk shows will have uh, people sometimes perform their certain aspects and I'm very interested about this tiger. So uh, does the tiger do tricks? Does it... Is it kind of like a uh, no, it's,
1: it's a in, in, in the first song, it is a, a metaphorical tiger. Oh, that's, <laughs> um, that's
0: not as much fun, to be honest. Well, I was um, expecting yeah. it to a tiger. <laughs> it that's
1: is, awesome. um, yeah, it, it, it's because I wrote this when I was alone uh, in the basement of my dorm last year, um, and I was being sad and felt like I needed a creative outlet. Um, I, I compare my, I guess I compare myself to a tiger like there's a couple of verses that talk about me, and there's a couple of verses that talk about the tiger, but you know, like they're the same being, uh, metaphorically.
0: Uh, I guess, guess it sounds fun if you are, if you wish to sing right now, or if you need to get something prepared. I
1: yeah, I, don't I, I definitely can it. right now. I need to flip to the page with the lyrics because I have a tendency to forget my own words.
0: So you're like you're like Elvis in his later years. Yes, absolutely. You're like Elvis. <laughs> Is that that a good foreshadowing of potential songwriting careers for you, Abby?
1: Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) And I'll grab my guitar right
0: here. Okay, I'll just fill in the dead air with some talking. Abigail is currently grabbing a guitar right now. She is is setting up. She is getting ready. I
1: have my guitar
0: pick. She's got a guitar pick, Very fancy. Okay.
1: She's going to start now. All right, I'll shut up. Yeah.
2: How did I let it get like this? I ask myself as I'm waiting in line at the fast food store. I can't take one more inch of it. And when it happens, it happened. Yes, I let it happen. I've got scars left on my gut. Sure, they're mine and I love she let it get like this licks her wounds there in silence the dark so inviting the poacher's arrow just won't miss when it strikes her she growls and just runs away i'll follow in her stride the fear she is bleeding's like sunshine is my prime then i'm falling behind and living's a calculated risk some will try and they'll make it the rest are left waiting this. I'm alone in the basement on Saturday night. The quiet's oh so merciless. And I'm going insane under fluorescent lights. I wish that it weren't so. Wish I could seal my head tighter than black versus white. Is there too?
0: I was actually surprised by that that was actually thank amazing. you <laughs> oh, actually i have a, host, a guest on here that can do something okay so <laughs> then um i guess we can not to force you to be a dancing monkey for us we'll just continue not do some other things to discuss before we ask you to sing again because by god that was actually pretty good okay. um so All right, so Abby, on top of singing, you also have been a theater person. Uh, For those who are not, who probably don't know, and why would you know, that's stalkers. Um, Abby and I have both gone to the same high school from where we are from, and we were both theater kids as well. Abby, of course, as you can tell, has the great singing voice. My voice, I've been told that I can't carry a tune. Don't know what that means. I I assumed it means that I, it means I let the notes soar instead of carrying them all the way. (laughs) That's what I assume that means. Either way, she of course is the singer that you hear today. But as I like to ask all theater majors here, do you have any specific inspirations or kind of people that you have a reason for ever getting into the arts to begin with since it is such a passionate field, of course, that's entirely developed on a person's kind of own ability to be invested. Did you have like any kind of moments when you were younger since I know for a fact you've been in this a bit longer than I have. So just curious.
1: Um, Yeah. this is so uh, cheesy, but the first show I saw ever was Wicked. Um, Just like a lot of people, but that is really what got me um, into it um, because I just thought, oh my God, this is so amazing. (laughs) Like I was in shock at the technical aspects, the voices, the just the dramatics of it. And it was amazing. It was when it came, it was a touring company that came through uh, here. and it was, I was probably eight years old uh, and it was awesome. Um, but somebody that I really look up to uh, in the theatrical world is Cynthia Erivo. Um, she is, in my opinion, the best singer performer that I've ever witnessed. I think she's the best out there. Um, and she, I could listen to her sing for hours. Um, and she's definitely the person who wanted me, who made me wanna become a better singer.
0: Mm. any specific role that you had that was like that what was the what did you have one the role that's like okay yeah that's she's the person that's
1: oh yeah um well the color purple obviously um she originated in that um show on broadway um when i saw her tony performance i was just like in shock it was amazing but actually um way back when, like years ago, I must've been in middle school, maybe fifth grade. um, I was with my voice teacher and she showed me this video of Cynthia Revo at a, um, Mm. I think it was, it was at some sort of like performance. Like it wasn't a a show, it was a concert and she was singing someone else's story from chess. Um, And it was absolutely beautiful. And that actually became my go-to audition song Mm. and it still is my go-to audition song. So because of her, uh, most of the shows that I've been cast in, including ones in college, came from me singing that
0: song. Interesting. I've never seen Chess all the way through. I, I've heard. I've heard. I've never seen her, it either. You
1: know, I just <laughs> no. I've just seen her do that, and it's amazing. That one song is gorgeous, and she's a phenomenal singer.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. So, what have, you, have have you been keeping up with your theater career and college as of late? Have you? Have yeah. Um.
1: There? I well in. Um, my first year in college I did I I stage-handed for a show called Eurydice and that was like my first um through a student-run uh group it's about like Orpheus and Eurydice it's a play and it's um I I did that just for fun it was only a week-long commitment because it was they only needed me for the show week that's how I sort of got into um the theater uh at Michigan um then after that with a, another student run group, I did um, spring Awakening, the play, not the musical. The play is even weirder than the musical um, for people who know of the musical, but it's it's even more graphic. <laughs> um, but anyway, I did that, and I was actually supposed to do be in um, a curious incident of a dog in the nighttime last year, but because Were you the of mom? Were you no, be the I mom, was um <laughs> this is Alexander the old lady. Uh, mom, yes. old lady. And cover, it. same thing. <laughs>
0: still, within you, still within your range, apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I, that got canceled because of COVID, but luckily we were able to do it as a radio play this semester um, at school. So I ended up getting to do that. And that was really awesome. It's
0: actually pretty awesome. Um, yeah, of course, our our first years have not been, have not been very um, traditional to say the least with the kind of came to college, everyone having, you know, COVID and all that. Yeah, stinks. But so uh, you mentioned seeing a uh, Tony performance because Abby, Abby here has traveled extensively through our high school. And I've been on a few of those occasions with her. I've been to New York with her and uh, a few times, but there were some times for whatever reason, she didn't want me to come along with her. Like, I don't know. She didn't want me to tag along. And so she went to like awesome places. Like I think Beijing and France a few times. So uh, Abby, what was what was so awesome about those places that I, I couldn't come along? What like do you have anything to tell me uh, tell us about those those experiences?
1: Yeah, particular um, favorites. Yeah, so definitely, um, the summer after my sophomore year of high school, um, I went through um, a program called the IU Honors Program through Indiana University um, to France for an entire summer where I stayed with the host family. And they make you sign a contract that says you're not allowed to speak English the entire time you're there. So from the second the wheels of the plane hit the ground in Paris, you are, you must speak French for the duration of, I think it was seven weeks there. Um, so yeah, we I, I stayed in a town, and ugh, don't laugh because everybody laughs, called Brest. Um, uh. it's spelled, I know, it's <laughs> spelled B-R-E-S-T. Um, it is in Brittany, which is the region of France in like the northwestern region. Um, and Brest is the—it's on the coast. Um, I think it's really—it's not that it's like an hour away from like the westernmost point of France, um, and it's gorgeous and it's super fun. But that was really awesome because it definitely uh, gave me the travel bug. It made me want to go everywhere and anywhere I possibly could. Um, and I've been really fortunate to be able to go on these kinds of trips. Um, uh, I think the year after that um, spring break of junior year, I went to Beijing um, with the school because I took Chinese all throughout. I, I, I did French and then I also did Chinese because like, why not? It was fun. Um, I took Chinese all of high school. And so I went to Beijing and I also lived with a host family there. Um, and that was really amazing. That was definitely more difficult than France because of the culture shock. Um, it was just so different um, that I actually found that trip rather difficult. Whereas France was, you know, it, it's a Western culture. Like it's it's not hard to adapt to how they live their lives. Um, but in China, it was a lot different. Um, the food was delicious though. That was definitely my favorite part. It was absolutely amazing. If you ever get the chance to eat um, pecking duck or in Chinese it's called uh, Beijing kaya, it's delicious. It's, oh my God, it's just, it's just like roast duck but they make it in a way that makes it really delicious. And you basically put it in these little like tortilla things and they're like teeny tiny burritos with duck in them. They're delicious.
0: So, like, what was, what did you find most difficult about the whole uh, culture shock differences? Because as an anthro major, I took, uh, not anthro major, I've taken one class of anthro, so I think Mm -hmm. I'm qualified to know everything about culture shock and everything. So, uh, what what was mainly about the kind of culture shock of an Asian country that you?
1: Yeah, Um, for me, like, I think the hardest part was the language barrier. Um, I was allowed to speak English there, but my host family spoke no English. The, the person that spoke the most amount of English was my fifth grade, um, host sister who was learning English in school. So she was able to communicate with me a little bit, but the mom, um, the the mom had two kids, um, uh, a fifth grader and then like a little four-year-old who was adorable. Very cute. Um, but yeah, they, she couldn't speak with me at all really. So I really had to practice my Chinese granted at that point I'd be, I'd been taking Chinese for two and a half years, but I mean, that is barely any Chinese, like in comparison to the entirety of the Chinese language. Um, so yeah, that was definitely the hardest part is just when I was alone with my host family, it was, it was really hard to communicate, but you know, it definitely teaches you resilience and, and getting through it and adapting and finding a way to, um, solve your problems.
0: And would you say you've had more fun, more fun in France versus, yeah. versus uh, Beijing or just kind of, is it kind of um, just two different experiences? It's not, yeah. It's like I don't even no think around. you can
1: compare it. Cause like Beijing was two weeks and France was two months. Um, so I was in, I, I made, you know, like roots in France and I, I met people and I, um, you know, I still talked to my host mom on occasion. And I mean, that was a bunch, that was I can't do that, a lot of years ago. And um, I plan to study abroad in France in college, hopefully, and go visit her. Um, but yeah, the, it was a completely different thing. Um, they were both amazing and, and they both, you know, allowed me to see the world from completely different perspectives. Just like, um, I also, I think the summer after I went to um, Beijing, I went to Nepal um, for, uh, a lot of different reasons. I, it was a month-long trip and there we were teaching English um, as well as helping build a school there um, after the earthquake um, that had damaged a lot of property. And we were kind of in the middle of the Himalayan mountains. We were in a region called Solukumbu, um in a town called Soleri. And it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. And that was also a completely different experience from anything I'd ever done, but it was awesome. Like, Coldest shower I've ever experienced because it was like an outhouse shower, and you can't really heat the water in the mountains. But it was awesome, and I would one thousand percent do it again because that just area of the world is so beautiful. Like the mountains and the scenery is just absolutely gorgeous.
0: So, Abby, you've been to Nepal and Brest That's you. You get around. Seems like it,
1: yeah. Nepal. Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. so.
0: No, it's my it's my joke. I'm copywriting it now. Yeah. Way. So as a theater kid, of course, you, you've you been to New York and you've probably been to Chicago, as I imagine. Uh, do you have a preference between those? I always see those two get compared. Do you have like a preference of the, is it Broadway That's all the way tough. or is it kind of?
1: Okay. I love New York. I do. It's it's huge and bustling and there's so many things to do. Um, I, I definitely think Broadway in New York is like, you know, the legit thing. Like if If you're gonna do some sort of Broadway, I think actual Broadway versus Broadway in Chicago would be better. But I've been going to Chicago my entire life because we're not that far from it. Um, And their shows there are also equally as amazing even though they're like touring companies most of the time. But um, I also like Chicago because it's New York of the Midwest and the people are a whole lot nicer in Chicago, like people in Chicago, will strike up a conversation with you in the elevator. People in New York, if you make eye contact with them, they'll probably hire a hitman or something. Like, they are terrifying. Um, so I, I, I might have to go with Chicago on this one.
0: Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I was gonna say, I do remember when, uh, I think it was a trip we did. I, don't, I think you probably went on it too, since it was you would have been in that grade when we went to Williamsburg for Mm-mm. one year yeah. and they one of the things the teachers always told us was just be careful around the people since they tend to think uh, new englanders for some reason always think they're better than everyone that they actually yep. had to warn us <laughs> about the new englander people
1: i so, agree well i mean in midwestern people were very like smiley and yeah. polite and that's definitely
0: the stereotype yeah about. those are kind of people so other than that, uh, speaking of kind of, since you clearly do get around, um, what's kind of, what kind of, like where you see yourself going? Like wh- in terms of academic, like how have you been trying, what have you been pursuing lately? Last I heard you were hoping to do some teaching and mm-hmm. where, where are you at now, you think, your yeah, academic so, career?
1: Yeah, um, I still do wanna teach, but I've decided to move that back. Um, so I'm not gonna major in teaching. I'm hoping that that's something that I can do when I'm a little bit older. Um, I can get a teacher certification right now my major is um, it's a bachelor of theater arts with a concentration in performing arts management so it's businessy right now I'm looking into um, well actually right now in classes it's a lot of artistic stuff like I just finished a design class an acting class like I have to do that kind of stuff Um, I have to take tech next semester Um, but it's also like really interesting, like fundraising classes, uh, business classes, like I'm taking a finance class next semester. I'm kind of scared. I don't know what it's going to be like, but um, I'm hoping that that's going to lead me somewhere, like working for um, a talent agency or managing a theatrical venue, uh, that kind of thing. Because I know that I want to be involved in the arts, like no matter what I do. Um, I just think the business aspect of it is really interesting because you know they don't run without people running them.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely an aspect that I don't think gets a lot of credit. I did hear I heard an f- interesting story about a friend at at Denison who talked a bit about kind of how her mom went from being a theater major to a lawyer to help kind of theaters run their kind of program. I'll actually have her on the show in a few in a in a few weeks or months or so, uh, oh. whatever this goes on. But yeah, this that was kind of an interesting. Aspect that I don't think it's talked enough about the theater programs, kind of the management. Of course, uh, my brother is huge on tech, so it's yeah, <laughs> every, it's everything, all that. My brother I will not mention by name, or else he will most likely kill me if I mention him <laughs> by name. He's a great
1: kid. This- he he worked on one of my shows that I directed in high school, so it was
0: awesome. So, Abby, uh, more on kind of your kind of your singing roles. Um, what is Queen still your favorite band? You are of course the Queen super fan.
1: Yes, absolutely. I actually um, on my Spotify Wrapped for this uh, year, for twenty twenty, I was in the top one percent of Queen listeners, um, and I believe that yeah, I don't know how many people that is, but I feel like that's an accomplishment. I'm very proud of that.
0: It tells you the monthly listeners are always on the on the yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It's probably like what like thirty million or something like.
0: What was what was your top song of the of the year?
1: Uh what was my top song of the year? It was um it wasn't Queen. I think yeah. it was um
0: this is kind of a shocking development.
1: I know. I think it was uh Seven Bridges Road by the Eagles. Um cuz surprisingly that's my favorite song of all time. It's not Queen is my favorite band of all time, don't get me wrong. But that song is I just love it so much. Highly recommend to anybody who's never heard it. It's called Seven Bridges Road. And um Yeah, that was my top song. It it, it is really strange because I can't, I think it's why I I can't pick one Queen song to just listen. They're all so great. I just can't listen to one over and over again, but I can listen to Seven Bridges Road over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. Oh, my top theater song course was uh, uh, Jesus Christ Superstars' Gethsemane because it has been a life, is now a goal of mine to try to be able to hit the high G note that's been made famous in that (laughs) song. So far, my attempts have been have been a uh, very very bad I've yeah. had to get surgery on my throat several times now uh, oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so either way uh, I'm sorry about that and speaking of being sorry uh, one of your next songs I believe is called I am sorry I'm yeah. sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry okay I'm sorry I'm sorry
2: yeah
0: okay sorry I'm sorry I misspelled I'm sorry okay Never yeah. <laughs> right. what do you have to say about this next song of yours?
1: Yeah, so uh this one I actually wrote last week, um, just for fun. because uh, like usually my songwriting method is um if I don't finish it within an hour, I j- I kind of just scrap it. Um, because <laughs> I don't have the patience to like come back to it like a week later. But this one was um I got a text from somebody who I used to be a little bit romantically involved with. Um, but we were never like dating, but it was like almost dating, you know what I mean? Uh A long time ago, um, and for the first time in a really long time, actually, the first line of the song is "For the first time in three years, you lit up my phone." So yeah, it it had been about three years, and he texted me, and I was like, "Whoa, I haven't thought about you in a really long time," and uh, all of these words just started like flowing out of me, and I picked up my guitar and I wrote a song in like 20 minutes because it just like all, you know, it wrote itself basically. It just oh. My God, I never thought I'd say that. That's so cliche, but it did. It it just sort of like all came out um, on paper, and I actually really like it. It's kind of it's a pop song sort of, um, and it was my first attempt at that. It just I never really attempt to write in a certain genre. I just write whatever, whatever I kind of
0: works for the yeah. Makes sense to me. All right, so whenever you're ready, we'd love to hear.
1: Yes, I use a capo for this one. See here. for the
2: first time in three years you lit up my phone didn't know it was coming didn't know it evoked these emotions i haven't felt for quite a while didn't know I still care didn't know I have all this time I replay conversations like blockbuster films picking out You that one time in the woods by the school. Should've let you come over and played you in pool. I was cruel, maybe this time I could get it right. If I let you come over for just one more night, I'm sorry for causing. i said what you mean to me i'm sorry for causing your heart to break but i was just a kid and we make mistakes i'm sorry for acting
0: Once again, wow, that's was, that was really, really, really good.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> so uh, as Abby has kind of proven, she is better than everyone in <laughs> kind of the world, obviously with her singing and everything. So I guess that equals you to getting this question. Um, if you were to have one role, one theater role, like that you could get a producer after hearing that song, of course, cause thousands of producers listen to this, this radio show every day of the seven listeners we get. Um, and they would say, I will give you any theater role. What would it be? What would be the, your ideal theater role that you were to get and why? Yay.
1: Okay. Um, all right. Um, okay. I would say, oh man, that's a really hard question. I think I would go with... Um, the main character, this is so stupid because I can't remember her name, but the main character from The Band's Visit um, oh. who sings oh, yeah. um, Omar Sharif, that song is, that is really
0: good. That is a really good song, actually.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. I actually really love that musical. Um, and, and I'm Jewish, so like I could probably figure out how to speak the Hebrew. I can read Hebrew, but I can't speak <laughs> it. Um, but um, I think that that show is just really beautiful. Um, and that's a really powerful like female lead role, um, and I think that one, yeah, that one would be a really cool one to play. I can,
0: I can definitely say that, since you have, of course, we're once voted in our high school superlatives to be the best mom. Yes, you I are. was. You,
1: yes. Have that, uh, you have that,
0: you have that distinction to be best mom, so that would probably be the best role for you.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: you mentioned, of course, you are, you are Jewish, uh, so, um, if this is this is obviously one of the biggest holiday times of the year, December. So do you, does your family have any kind of unique traditions or kind of any kind of things you do that's different from other, yeah. other families?
1: Um, I don't know if it's different from other families, but I know on the first night of Hanukkah, usually we make like a big meal. Um, like this year we made, my mom uh, made, usually we have brisket, but we didn't have brisket this year. Um, we had like this really good, like, roast chicken and of course potato latkes because they're delicious, Um, which are like the potato pancakes with, you can either have them with sour cream or applesauce is typical. But surprisingly, I like to eat them with um, grape jelly or jam. Sounds strange because it's like potatoes and jam. Like that doesn't sound like it should go together but I promise you it's delicious. And it's not
0: long like I know these foods.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's basically like a hash brown, but sweeter. Uh, and then you put it in some jelly and it's really good. Yeah.
0: Actually, that sounds really good actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, the, yeah, I just like to ask about that because everyone always seems to have like their own unique takes on the holidays, whether it's like, you know, whether or not they're celebrating um, Hanukkah or Christmas, that always kind of got something they do around this kind of times of year that was fine. Fine, very interesting course. I, me and my brother like to do an advent calendar every every oh, day. Fun. So it's like, we, we love doing yeah. that. So
2: yeah.
0: it's kind of our little family tradition. So then, I, I guess one, one of my other things I wanted to ask you about was, because I enjoy doing this, I was stu- I was stalking along your LinkedIn page because that's how sure. I get my information about people. It's perfectly yeah. legal it, mind yeah. you, to do this. <laughs> uh, I found that you worked at the zoo for a few months. What mm-hmm. kind of, what was, what story behind that?
1: Yeah, so I, I needed a summer job. Um, and I love the zoo, the Indianapolis Zoo is amazing. Um, I, I, yeah, I, so what I did, it was pretty basic stuff. I was um, on the admissions crew. So some of the things I did was um, scan tickets, like at the entrance, I sometimes worked in the parking booths um, or the stroller rental, um, you know, big shot stuff. But uh, most of the time because of COVID, I would sit in front at the, the entrance or the exits of the buildings. And count how many people go in, or count how many people are leaving, so we can <laughs> uh, maintain the capacity law um, for the state um, or the county. I think, um, but it was actually really fun because you know I got to hang out with the animals all the time, and I definitely have some favorite animals there that I really like.
0: Uh, since this is a hard-hitting journalism show, what is your favorite animal, Abby?
1: Well, my favorite animal is an elephant. Um, oh. I love elephants. They're so beautiful and they're so smart and silly. Um, but actually I do love the elephants, but since I never actually worked near the elephants during my job, because the, um, the area where the elephants are, like the elephants and the lions and the giraffes um, and the zebras, um, like the plains area, yeah. They are they there was no like actual building to count for. It was all outside. So mm-hmm. I never was over there. I actually really liked the orangutans. Um yeah, because, really like yes, the zoo has two young uh kiddo orangutans named Max and Mila. And oh, awesome. they're so cute and they're so <laughs> playful. And whenever I worked in that building, I got to see them.
0: It's- Great, actually. it's really great. So you, so speaking of kind of big things, since you like elephants, um, what's, you grew up at the high school, which is obviously a smaller school, and now you went to Michigan, which is a very, very large school. And we've talked about culture shock, of course, and this, since this is incredibly smart journalism tactics, I'm going to tell you, I'll bring it back around. How has your experience in a bigger school been from getting back from a small school, like yeah. the one I'm not going to mention on air? So, yeah, yeah 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 but yeah
1: so. so our graduating class was like what 90
0: 90 students
1: like 90, 90 it kids it was really small and then I went to a school where my freshman class is like seven thousand kids um and yeah I I thought that I would you know it was going to be a huge adjustment and you know it kind of was it was an adjustment for sure particularly just because I didn't I I was the only one f- from our graduating year to go there um and I didn't like know anyone at all. My roommate was completely potluck, but I love her. We actually lived together again this year. Nice. Um, so it worked out, but um, yeah, I think for me because I joined a learning community on campus, um, which is um, mine was based on writing and the arts um, and you have to like apply for it and you live in a certain dorm and basically everyone in my hall and I think the hall above and below me were part of that learning community. So that actually helped make the school feel really, really small um, because that was only a couple hundred people and that we all had the same exact interest. Um, So, you know, this year I live with my roommate from last year and two other girls who lived in our hall. Uh, We all live in an apartment. And then the seven guys who lived in our hall last year live in a house right behind our building. So we still hang out like all the time. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah, they were like my family unit for COVID. So we really only hung out with each other. So you have to try really hard not to get sick of one another. But um, that really helped make the school feel really small because I sort of had instant friends because we all had the same interests.
0: You get to live in an apartment. I get to live in a, in a triple that can only really fit two people. So
1: oh, fun. You're, very,
0: you're very lucky in that regard. So <laughs> I'm also I'm also in a room with a theater kid. So it's, it's yeah. awesome. I like, I like to think of us as two down on our luck guys in New York trying to. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, yeah so I like to thing. think
0: of our ourselves because we we would we would literally be up with the same theater class on Zoom and have he be in the one corner and I could just turn over to him. I can hear the echo. Oh <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Fun and I was kind of his keeper too. I would always everyone would always ask me, "Oh, where's where's so and so?" It's like, oh yeah, yeah he's he's here. <laughs> Either way. Um, we're almost just about out of time. So I guess to conclude with our little segment, I did want to ask, um, can I have the Shakespeare painting, please? I I, no, I called dibs, dibs on the Shakespeare painting, Abby. <laughs> you know I called dibs on that painting. I,
1: I got it. It came into my hands it's, he's on my wall. My boy, Willie Shakes it. watches over
0: me. Stole that painting. I was Macbeth, <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs> he's mine. Ah.
0: OK, it was worth a try. Thank you, Abby, for for being on the show. I hope you had a good time. And thank
1: you for having see me.
0: You whenever. Thank you again. Thanks.